And you can find more information about all of our upcoming programs uh, and lectures and gallery walks by going to our website or picking up information in our museum shop. Now, as always, I'd like to thank the Richmond Times-Dispatch, whose support helps make these lectures possible. And today's lecture is indeed a special one because we get to feature two speakers directly tied to the Times-Dispatch, and we're also fortunate to have with us Paige Mudd, the editor of the Richmond Times-Dispatch, who will introduce our program. Paige. Thank you for having me here. I'm really excited. I've not been to one of these before, and I think you all are in for a great show with Bill and Bob. The Times-Dispatch is honored and privileged to be a sponsor and a partner with the Historical Society on this uh, lecture series. I'm personally proud and privileged to get to work with these guys over here who you'll be hearing from in a few minutes, uh, Bob Brown and Bill Lohman, who combined have 76 years of experience working for the Richmond newspapers. <laughs> so as editors at the newspaper, we're stuck in the office, we're chained to our desks. We have to live vicariously through the reporters and the photographers who work for us. So um, these guys really just epitomize that. Um, you all are familiar with their Backroad series that's in the paper and on our website and probably the first installment of their book. Um, this one's terrific too. So please join me in welcome welcoming them to the stage. Don't fall down, Bob. <laughs> oh, you get the clicker. I got the clicker. Okay. I'm driving this bus. Where are you sitting? <laughs> I'm going to sit right here so I can hear Oh, you put me close to the audience. That's right. Okay. Well, thank you. Well, we go ahead. First, we have to take a picture. Take, yeah, I've never seen it. <laughs> uh, this is my water. That's right. Okay. I'd like to start this by letting you know how old Bob is. Uh, so we t all those 76 years of experience, it's like most of them are his, like 70, 71. But we, we technically started at the paper the same year, 1968. Bob, uh, Bob was hired as a staff photographer after 10 years in TV, and I was hired as a paper boy. And I, I, was, I was 11 years old. Yeah. You know, there's been a lot of uh, questions about my age and all this, and, and Bill has been spreading the rumor that I was there when John Smith got off the boat. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lie. <laughs> I was actually covering Powhatan's press conference up, up the river. <laughs> so. we, we've been doing stories together off and on for 28 years, I guess, yeah. and... Uh, but we really got rolling in 2002 when an editor came to us and said, would you guys like to do a series on Highway 58 that runs from Virginia Beach to Cumberland Gap? A license to and, steal. I mean, it was like giving little big lighters to pyromaniacs. We said, yeah, <laughs> we, we would love to do that. And I think he had an idea that we were going to do three or four stories. Well, we ended up doing a story every Sunday for six months. We traveled from Virginia Beach to Cumberland Gap got all the way out there, and the people out of Cumberland Gap told us that we had started at the wrong end. 
So yeah, but, they they actually I think they wanted to cut us off, but they couldn't find us. That's right. So. We kept staying out of the office. Yeah. Which which is why we get along so well because our common ambition, Paige, don't listen to this, is to stay out of the office. <laughs> and so that we have to. So that's what we try to do. And and uh, you know. We don't travel all the time together. We only go out a few times a year. We make it count when we go out, but we work with other people, but people are, are, you know, but we have traveled a lot of miles together and people always want to know, well, how is it that you all get along so well? We've never had a crossword. It's uh, it's very simple. I'm deaf in one ear. (laughs) And so I only hear half of what he says and I ignore the rest. (laughs) (laughs) And we don't talk about politics. (laughs) <laughs> That's correct. Um, all right, well, let's start. So we're, we're going to show you most of these pictures are from the book, and we'll try to d- tell little stories about some of the different ones. And this is a cross section. I started off with about three thousand pictures, and we cut it down to three hundred, and then we cut this show down to what less than a hundred. Yeah, it's like eighty. Yeah, uh, you know, it's just sound, kind of a cross section of what we do. Uh, but but we want to try to get across the point that that you know we we're. We, we don't mind investigating and looking anywhere for stories. And, and we, Sometimes judgment is not in the... Yeah. And, and you know, danger doesn't frighten us. And, uh, and, and even inconvenience is, is not really a hindrance for right. us as we... Oh, I forgot, about, I forgot about running from the train. <laughs> I told him to catch the train and was, it was vice versa. I was faster then. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> Okay. Uh, That's enough of us. Anyway. All right. <laughs> enough of that. Uh, we've been to a lot of great places around the state. One place we've been back to several times is Burke's Garden, which is a little place up in Tazewell County. Beautiful. Uh, they call yeah. it God's Thumbprint because from, a, from the air, it looks like a little green thumbprint. Uh, a mountain collapsed on itself, yeah. in on itself thousands of years ago. Yeah. And uh, so you got, you know, this little three by six mile valley up there, one little squiggly road in from the town of Tazewell. And when you, uh, get, when you get into the entrance of the valley, to find somebody, there are signs showing how far each family lives. Yeah, a little uh, signpost. Yeah. And this fellow raises uh, alpacas, or he, I, I, I think he's, I'm not sure he still does, but he raised alpacas when we yeah. visited. About yeah. 300 people live in the valley. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things. The, uh, it's a great place to visit, but yeah. if you go, make sure you have a tank of gas, uh, somewhere to stay that night, and something to eat, because you can't get any of those in the valley. <laughs> Unless and the, you know somebody. And they showed us the phone directory the first time we oh, met. Yeah, it, was on, yeah. it was on one sheet of paper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is uh, Reedville. Uh, we were flying back in from uh, uh, Tangier, visit Tangier. Uh, Davy Nichols was flying us. And I said, let's get a shot of this. And, and you can see the road ending there at the water. That's 360. And depending on which way you're headed, it either starts or ends right there. This is uh, uh, actually from my neighbor's house. Uh, I live in Verona, and there's so much great land down there. Uh, and at Thanksgiving, or, or no, around Christmas time, I guess, they light up the city, illuminate the buildings. and. Uh, so I got up to uh, my neighbor's house and just shot it over his field. Oh, this is one of our favorite things. <laughs> this is the main reason we travel. Yeah. <laughs> because you know the title of the book is People, Places, and Pie Around Virginia. Sometimes the pie is a reason for the trip. That's right. Sometimes it is. Yeah. Like uh, this. This little place up in Amherst County, uh, Woodruff's Cafe. 
and uh, Angie Scott and her sisters run the place, and uh, they were featured a while back in Southern Living. I mean, it's a little little concrete block place. There used to be a service station, little service a general station. store, yeah, yeah. and they came in the morning after the magazine came out. And there was a line of people waiting at the door to get in, <laughs> and they said, "We can't handle this." They only had like two stoves, and they weren't yeah. commercial stoves. They're just yeah. like kitchen stoves. And, uh, but they're they're great people, and we got and, a picture of her mom later. Uh, and Angie said that the drizzles sell a pie. <laughs> uh, speaking of pie, this is this is a Fluzzi's pie shop in uh, Louisa. And so we heard about it, and we decided we'd go up and take a look. We sat down, and the lady comes over and said, uh, which one is floozy? And she said, we're all floozies. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> sour cherry pie? Oh, my God. Ah. And we ate so much, there wasn't any left to take home. <laughs> That's right. So. But, you know, when you get out on the road, you can't live by pie alone because... <laughs> You, you got to stop at Abingdon and get some beer <laughs> at the uh, Wolf Hills Brewery, and yeah. you go into, into Nelson and get some whiskey at the Silverback <laughs> Distillery. <laughs> Nelson County is crazy with distilleries uh, and wineries and breweries. Yeah, we we did a, a story on Route 151, and we visited a distillery, three breweries, uh, three vineyards, and a cidery in one day, <laughs> and still found our way back to Richmond. <laughs> And wine, too. Oh, yeah. Well, this is Bluemont. This is up in uh, uh, Loudoun County. Uh, beautiful setting up on a hill. And we, the reason we went up there, we heard that there are more unpaved roads in Loudoun County than any other county in the state. And go figure. Uh, and sure enough, there are. But it's in the western part. The eastern part is wall-to-wall -wall people. But there's so much money uh, up there in the big farms and stuff that they want to keep it rural, and, and they've got enough juice to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, back, the, back to the food portion of our Oh, program. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is uh, in an old train station in Rural Retreat, Virginia. Now, try saying Rural Retreat three times. Uh, and they have uh, one day, uh, is it a month or a week? It's a farmer's market every yeah, week. Yeah, farmer's or two. market yeah. every week. Yeah. And they have people come in with their fresh baked goods and vegetables and stuff. Uh, now, that's another one of my neighbors. I live down Verona section, and, and Ronnie's Barbecue is right down on Route 5. And if you want a good barbecue, stop in there. He's right by the bike trail. Which he's loving, right? Oh, he's loving it. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Chincoteague oysters and sweet tea. You can't beat it. So we also went and found where the oysters come from. Yep. And uh, we did a piece last December on the last oyster by boat in the Virginia waters of the bay. Jerry Pruitt, who lives on Tangier, uh, uh, owns the boat, and, and from, I guess, what, late November into March or something, yeah. or late February, he runs by boat. Every day, he, he stays in the Tangier Harbor. The watermen bring their oysters to him, and then he takes them to market over in Reedville. Well, we went over there. We rode over on a Virginia, on a marine, police marine boat, right? Yeah, yeah. Fast little thing that got us to Tangier from Reedville in about 20 minutes. Yeah, the the the, the, the bay was glass. The bay was like glass, and we were we were flying. It was cold, but yeah. we were flying. The trip back wasn't quite so fast on Jerry's <laughs> boat. Four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Took three days and a half. <laughs> yeah, and it was so cold that uh, Jerry had a little heater in his uh, cabin, and we're up there kind of getting close to that, and Bill almost set his coat on fire. <laughs> 
Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, oh, cornbread and beans. And, yeah. and this was at Woodruff's Cafe before yeah. we had our pie at Woodruff's yeah. up yeah. in Amherst. The... And, and the, uh, the great thing about Woodruff's is that while uh, Angie and her sisters are, are making pies and waiting on customers, their mom holds court in the back, at the back table. She's 100 years She's old. She's 100 now. years old. And, and, <laughs> and the family, for a while, lived in that store. They ran it as a store and when, the, when the girls were little. And uh, Ms. Woodruff uh, would run the store by herself while her husband was working. And so she would, you know, sell the stuff and, and pump gas for people and then run down to the family's barn and milk the cows at the appropriate time. And she was just a piece of work. She was still is. She she was she was outstanding. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is at a church social up in Rockbridge County. And uh, that kid must have eaten eight desserts. Uh, he went I mean, we love his face. He went through that. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> Uh, this guy is a retired uh, physician who moved to Burke's Garden and decided that he would raise camels. And now he has the largest herd of Bactrian camels, the double pump jobs, that in North America. And he insisted, and we talked to him when? Uh, I think we met him in 2007. Yeah, yeah. We went back a couple years ago. Then we ago. went back a couple years ago, and, and he insisted we ride Gobi. This here. is Gobi. This is Gobi. And Gobi is a pretty good-sized camel. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> and he didn't spit. He didn't he spit, did. and he was real nice. And uh, Bill actually got a ride, too, but, yeah. of course, he didn't put that slide up here. No, I didn't. <laughs> we run into uh, interesting people unintentionally. By accident. We were over in uh, Chincoteague, and we were doing a couple stores over there, and we had some time to kill before our next interview, and Bob said, well, let's just ride down this road, see where it goes. We rode down this little road to a dead end, and on the way, we passed this house, and there was a little table set up out by the street with a bunch of these big whelk shells, look like conch shells, on a car, on a car table, I guess, with a sign that said, uh, seashells, 75 cents, 75 or something cents, like yeah. that. <laughs> and it said, I think the sign said that they, did the sign say that they benefited uh, capturing cats and neutering them? I like think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we stopped and said, that's a pretty good shot. <clears throat> So I went up and knocked on the door to see if anybody was home, and this lady came out. And while I was walking up to the door, I, this, this, horrible this, noise. this horrible noise from the side of the house, and it was this blasted bird. It was in the cage with another bird on the, on the side of the house, this huge cage, because it was summertime. And uh, she was home and came out and was telling us about the cats and the shells and whatnot. And, and, and she said that uh, this parrot, what was his name? I forgot. Anyway. <laughs> Could Joe could, Parrot or something. Joe Parrot, yeah, could sing uh, Old MacDonald. And we're like, okay, and I've got my video camera ready to go. And uh, So she sang Old MacDonald. She sang Old MacDonald. <laughs> 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 Didn't work out. <laughs> the, the, the Parrot did say something at the end, but it wasn't Old MacDonald. No, I think yeah. he sneezed or something. Yeah, he sneezed. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what it was. One of us coughed and then he coughed. Right. Yeah. yeah. He, he imitated somebody coughing. Great Parrot. Uh, that's another nice lady. Bill loves her name, Eugenia T. Bumpus. She was uh, 101 in this photo. And, she uh, sounds like a character from Bob and Ray on the radio, yeah. you know? I mean, <laughs> all right, all right. She, but, was, she was so nice. Yeah, and uh, a longtime librarian at uh, uh, Louisa High School, Louisa County High School. And after the earthquake, they built a new school, 
And uh, they named the library after her, so we went up and did a story on her. And I said, oh, I've got to get you out in front of this with the circle and your name behind it. And she was, she was so bright. I mean, just something. <laughs> Find the real guy. That's right. <laughs> this is Bill Nelson, uh, one of our friends. And uh, he used to work for uh, the newspaper, and then he went into freelance, and he had uh, covers of Time Magazine and, and Car caricatures, caricatures yeah. uh, and uh, all sorts of other stuff. And now he's gotten into, he's moved back to Richmond, he's gotten into making ventriloquist dummies. And I said, okay, I want a picture with you with these creepy faces. So <laughs> I said, well, this guy roll his eyes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was it. Go ahead. This, uh, this woman runs a, uh, a rescue farm for, for animals that have been neglected and abused. And she's down in New Kent County, New Hope Rescue. And I mean, she's, this kind of gives you a sense. She has a variety of animals down there. Yeah. Tons of dogs. And, right, yeah. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, the horse, you said, the horse oh, kept coming over to Bob. This horse, I'm taking a picture. And I realized a 1,500 pound animal trying to you know, lean on me. And she said, oh, just give it a butt rub. That's all at once. <laughs> this is the legend. Yeah. The legend. Lawrence Dye lives he's down in, in Bristol, I think. Yeah, he's what, 85 now? He's 84 years old now. We yeah. caught him a couple years ago. He retired. He lives right down near the Virginia Creeper Trail, which is a bike trail that runs from Abingdon up to White Top Station and, uh, in Grayson County, uh, 34 miles long. And... Uh, he decided when he retired, he was going to start riding his bike to get in shape. And he started riding the Creeper Trail. And then he got a better bike. And he rides the entire Creeper Trail, you know, up to the mountain and back, uphill and back, several times a week. And he's now up to more than 190,000 miles he's put in on the Creeper Trail. Mm. And as his famous quote is, is probably more times around the earth now, but when I talked to him, he said he had gone around the earth eight times and never left home. <laughs> This is uh, when we were in Loudoun County, we heard about uh, uh, Boulder Crest, which was uh, a sort of a retreat for uh, veterans, wounded veterans, and uh, you know their families can come and stay for a day or even a week and just uh, have access to horses for their kids, and, and it's just a beautiful place, just a, a little R&R &R and talk to uh, counselors and stuff. And this guy, ex-Marine, uh, did, uh, what, two or three tours in yeah, Iraq yeah. and uh, came home and realized he was having anger issues. So he checked in there and uh, then he ended up becoming a counselor. So, I mean, nice guy. Beautiful place. Yeah, beautiful place. Uh, this was, uh, you know, I have to cover a lot of stuff. This was down at the Capitol, uh, uh, a ceremony for this little guy's uh, dad, who was a state trooper who was killed uh, on duty and uh, memorial service. And I mean, I shot the speakers and stuff like that, but then I realized that's a shot right there. Yeah. This is at uh, the Barter Theater. That's Robin and Linda Williams. We were doing a piece on them and uh, managed to get there when they were doing a backstage mic check and just. Yeah, nice folks, just very informal. This was a barber shop in Lexington, where I grew up. Wendell, and, Wendell Baker. Yeah, yeah. 
and he actually knew the guy who used to cut my hair. <laughs> He's now 150. He's right? now 150. <laughs> <laughs> he used to cut Stonewall Jackson's hair also. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, this was up at the Garth Newell Music Center up in... Not uh, Garth Brooks. Not Garth Brooks. The Garth Newell Music Center up in uh, Bath County, Warm Springs, where they do classical music. It's a classical music retreat, and they have musicians in residency up there, and they have these great concerts. Uh, a lot of them paired with dinner, I think, and we just happened to show up one day during rehearsal, and they're nice, nice folks. My son plays violin, so I'm always... Uh, and, checking and out fiddles. Checking out fiddles, that's right. Theirs cost a lot more than ours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of instruments, uh, this is Wayne Henderson, who I believe has been on the stage before. Uh, and his daughter, uh, Wayne makes guitars, and there's a waiting list that he'll never be able to finish. Uh, he and his daughter has just started. Uh, she started out with ukuleles, now she's moving up into uh, full-body guitars. But uh, Wayne's guitars are just legend, and I, I'm lucky enough to have one. But uh, and you only had to wait what five years? Five years, yeah. 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 Uh, Eric Clapton wanted one and had to wait seven years. Uh, the story is that uh, Eric Clapton saw one of Wayne's guitars in a recording studio in New York and asked the owner uh, where the guitar was from, and, and he told him, he said, well, I want one. And so he gave him Wayne's phone number. Well, Wayne lives in Grayson County in a little place called Rugby. And uh, so Eric Clapton calls Wayne Henderson. And Wayne, after he realized who he was, I don't think he knew who he was first, said, uh, yeah, I'll build your guitar, but uh, after, uh, you know, however you want it, but after it's finished, you got to come down here and uh, make sure it's set up right so I can adjust it if not. And, and Clapton says, well, I don't know if that's a good idea because the media and the fans and, and Wayne swears he said this. To Eric Clapton, <laughs> he said, well, ain't but six other people who live down here and none of us like your kind of music. <laughs> <laughs> and he still had to wait seven years to get it. <laughs> but he never did go to rugby, though. He never did go to rugby. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. That's up uh, at the uh, Green... Uh, uh, Green Valley? Green Valley Book Fair. Yeah. Up, up, up near Harrisonburg. And I mean, they got some, tons of books up there. Great. You can, if you like books, you can lose yourself for a day just wandering through their warehouses. They so open several times a year. Yeah, like half a dozen times a year for two weeks at a time. Yeah. About. And uh, this is the, the fellow whose family started it years ago, and they, they still run it. Actually started on their old, their old farm is where, yeah. is where, yeah. where it is. That's one of my neighbors, uh, one of my other neighbors. Uh, you got a lot of Terry, neighbors, you know. I know, I got a lot of neighbors. Uh, Terry Price, who's the chief of the Wolf Creek Cherokee tribe. And uh, Terry and his wife and uh, uh, families have uh, built uh, a museum for the Wolf Creek Cherokee tribe. It's right on Osborne Turnpike. If you ever get a chance, go down and visit. It's got great, great exhibits there. And... That's as close as I've ever been to Ashley Judd. And that's as close as you're going to get because they had a restraining order yeah. yesterday. <laughs> she didn't know we were there. Uh, Adriana Trigiani was filming Big Stone Gap, the movie, 
in Big Stone Gap. And uh, we got an invitation to come up, uh, but uh, it was sort of a closed set, and we were kind of back in the shadows. And the people handling us told us, uh, now, don't let her see you. Uh, so I'm shooting with a long lens back, back behind this tent, you know. And, uh, that's about it. <laughs> that's Adriana. And she was kind enough to write the foreword for our new book. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. This, we were over on the eastern shore a uh, couple summer, or last summer. Yeah. Last yeah. summer, yeah. We were over yeah. the eastern shore doing a couple stories. And we were waiting to go to a little place called Craddockville, where they have a music jam on Wednesday nights or something. Yeah. And it was probably 6 o'clock maybe, and we were yeah. just killing time and driving around. And we looked up. We, we went as far as we'd go, and then we <laughs> hit water. So we yeah. turned around and came back. <laughs> and uh, Bob said, look, there's a deer. And there was a, a deer head just sticking up looking at us right out of this, this wheat field or barley field, whatever yeah. it is. And so he, 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 he grabs his, his camera with the big, long lens and Almost whips, took you whips out. it out. I mean, it, it just about knocked me out in, uh, in the passenger seat. About that time, the deer takes off. Yeah. So I got one frame. But what yeah. a shot, though. I mean, because you only got about, you got two clicks, maybe, and he was gone. Yeah. So. Yeah. On that same trip, now we did a section of the book this time we called Absent Friends. Because when, you, when you've done this work for so long, you meet a lot of people, and you get to be friends with a lot of people, even if it's just you meet them once, but you kind of feel a connection to them. And over the years, they, you know, we've lost a lot of friends. Yeah, yeah. So we, we, we put a section in the book, and we have some pictures of, I don't know, 10 or 12 people that yeah. we've known yeah. over the years that passed away in recent times. And uh, this fellow was on, this was on the same trip with the deer. Uh, Bobby Rittenhouse ran a, a motor lodge down in Cape Charles. It was a really old-style motor lodge. Like right out of the 50s. Yeah, nestled yeah. in the pines. He grew azaleas and rhododendron, and it was just, just a right off Highway 13, but, you know, you, you, you turn off the road, and you're back in this other little world, and it was, you drive right up to the room kind of thing, no phones in the room. No phones. <laughs> he, he, the, the only coffee maker's in the lobby, and he would tell all the guests, you, you know, when, when the light's on, the coffee's ready or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And, and we got to know Bobby about... I don't know, about 10 years ago, yeah. we were going over there to do a piece, and I asked our contact over there, where's a good place to stay? And she said, you need to stay at Rittenhouse because it's like a throwback. She said, it looks like Ricky and Lucy are going to step out of the room next door. <laughs> and she said, Bobby's so nice. And yeah. so we stayed there, and, we, and, and we, he's just a, we stayed a, there several times. Just a yeah. sweet guy and yeah. funny and had all kinds of stories. And, and, he had, and, and when we were there last summer, he wasn't feeling well. And we could tell he just he didn't look right. And he said he was going to the doctor. And, I mean, he was gone in six weeks, I yeah, think. Yeah. He was 80-something. But he, he had built that place with his own hands. He and his parents had built it. And then he, yeah. he'd run it for 60 years. Uh, his family grew up there. His wife died young, so he raised his kids there in the back of the, yeah. of the motel. He's just, just he just a this, great guy. He had this porch. He called it his magic porch. Uh, Invites all the guests to come out there and sit yeah. on the porch and, and just talk, swap lives, and uh, just a just a, a great guy. This is uh, Ralph Stanley. Uh, when did we do this? Two thousand ten or something like that. Yeah, probably, right? yeah. Um, we uh, did an interview with him up at his home, and then he said, "Well, I'll take you up to the old home place and the cemetery where uh, I'm going to be buried." And uh, we followed him up this uh, little pig track of a road and got up on top of the hill. And uh, it was, the, the sleet started coming down. It was cold. 
but uh, I think I'm the only one that ever got a shot of him standing in front of his grave. Uh, and he passed away just before And then he passed away just before our book locked up, and we used him in the book, too. Uh, and this another one of our friends that passed away. Uh, we talked to him last spring. Yeah, Recycle the Clown, uh, Eric Seidel. He's six foot six. I mean, hard to miss as a clown. But he had uh, terminal cancer and decided he was just going to go peacefully. And uh, So we it, went to talk to him. We went to talk to him, and we walked in, and he's dressed like this. And his wife said he'd never, he hadn't put his makeup on in, what, a while. And never and, put it on again. And this was the last time he did it for us. But he had one rule yep. that we had to <laughs> wear noses during the interview. Yeah. <laughs> so what could have been a terribly, I mean, it, it could have been a depressing afternoon. Yeah. We had a great afternoon. We had a great afternoon, know, and, yeah. And uh, one of his... Uh, well, yeah. were you going to say something else about Well, that? no, just one of, one of his uh, protégés was there, too. And yeah, it was, it was a nice, was nice, nice afternoon. This guy's still with us. He's certifiable. He is certifiable. Uh, <laughs> Mark Klein, uh, who designed and built Foam Hinge, which is an exact duplicate of Stonehenge. It's even oriented to the sun correctly. Was, uh, was oriented. Was, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, but it's made out of foam. And uh, he, it was on property that is now owned by the Natural Bridge uh, State Park. And they figured it was not in keeping with the decor or whatever. Well, since so, he put it up as a joke. Yeah, he put it up as a joke on <laughs> And then people started coming from all over the country to see it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and he does all these crazy dinosaurs, life-size things, and he's got a dinosaur park up there now that's really impressive. Uh, but but he, he sold this. He uh, sold this to somebody in Northern Virginia, a farm they're going to yeah. you know, reconstruct it. There's the picture. Now this... When we did our Route 58 series, uh, we, uh, we were looking at a map, and it runs from Virginia Beach to Cumberland Gap, and we get it in Lee County, we see this little dot on the map that says dot. And I'm thinking, oh, that's got to be a great place to shoot and do a story. So we're, we did a scouting mission, and we're driving along, and I see we're coming up to dot, and we see the sign. It was way up, you know, off the ground, probably 12, 15 feet. And... Uh, so I said, well, Bill, let's drive through Dot and see what's here, and then we'll come back and maybe we can find somebody to talk to. And we drove for two miles, didn't see anything, except for cows. And we turned back, and the sign for leaving Dot is on the same post. Anyway. So, so I'm thinking, okay, with a video camera, no problem. You get up next to it, and you start here, and you just pan around. But you can't do that with a still picture. So I thought about it, and we went back uh, to do the story on that area and uh, found uh, Bill Shelburne here, who'd lived there all his life. And uh, nice guy. We drove down to, what, Jonesville, uh, to the dollar store and got a hand mirror. And Bill lent us his huge pickup truck that's jacked up and a 12-foot stepladder. And I'm on the stepladder, on top of the stepladder, on top of the truck. And Bill is holding the ladder. And 
Mr. Shelburne's down there turning the mirror until I can see Dot reflected in and He was a good sport. And, but later that day, we were in, a, I don't know, the junk shop or somewhere looking around, and, and I heard these people talking. And they are like, you know, I was going past Dot a little while ago, and I saw the damnedest thing. <laughs> so, so, Said there was this old feller standing down there by the sign with a mirror, and two fellers on the back of a pickup truck, and one of them was on top of a ladder. <laughs> and they looked at us and they said, Was that y'all? <laughs> no, wasn't us. Wasn't us. So, so this, that was last book. This book we went to Spec since we already been to Dot. <laughs> Spec was not as impressive as Dot. But. Spec's in Botetourt County. Yeah. But, but on, a, on a subsequent trip back to Lee County, which is, Dot is in Lee County between, it's just before you get to Jonesville and the end of the earth at Cumberland Gap. Yeah. And uh, so we went back to Dot because the original big sign was gone. Somebody stole Somebody it because we made it famous, apparently. And, and, maybe, uh, it, maybe it's in the museum here. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> So they have a shorter sign, and, and so we had to, of course, we had to do a selfie there. Uh, but we've also been to Moon. We've been to the Moon. And, uh, over in Matthews County. They have this series of post offices with great names over there, like, what was the other one? Onemo? Uh, Onemo, yeah. which, uh, if you separate the letters, is one more. <laughs> one mo. One mo. One mo. But they say Onemo, and then, and then Moon. And we've also been to Frog Level. Actually, we've been to two of them. Been to two frog levels. Would you believe there are two frog levels in Virginia? One of them's in Caroline County, and here uh, they have a big festival every October uh, featuring the, the fire truck and uh, a band. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Uh, the other one. Well, the other one is, is in Tazewell County. And it, it was at uh, a little crossroads we ran into, and, you know. And they had, they called it Frog Level Yacht Club. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know. It was a little general store. Yeah. And we walk in and June Bowling was the guy. He run and the he store. And he sold beer. Decades. He had a beer counter. Yeah. People drinking beer and watching football. And, and I said, well, what's, what's in Frog Level? And he said, you're looking at it. <laughs> and, and they sold these shirts, Frog Level Yacht Club. And he said, I said, but... Y'all don't have any yachts around here, do you? He goes, no, but that's okay. We don't have any water either. <laughs> <laughs> but this little store was so great, though, it was such a, a, a local uh, a local landmark that when uh, Mr. Bowling died, and they were gonna, you know, probably tear down the Bull store, or something, yeah. That the local museum, the historic Crab Orchard Museum down the road, bought it, put the store on a truck, and moved it to the museum grounds. They, and they swore that they left everything on the shelves as it was and just moved it and none of it, or I guess not much of it well, fell off, yeah. you know. So this is, because that's our friend Charlotte <laughs> Whitted, who Charlotte's at the, at the counter, she's, she's a, the museum she's director. Like a, yeah. And that's a hanger-on of some sort. With no, she's a board member. Oh, okay, whatever. She's got a lot of money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but and, uh, that's at the new, that's at the They new were admiring side. the Budweiser aircraft. Yeah, you know, you can't see them everywhere. No. Another funny, not a funny place name, but a distinctive place name, <laughs> Valentine's, Valentine's yeah. in Brunswick County. People would uh, uh, mail you know, their Valentine's in a separate envelope uh, to the postmistress there, and she would hand stamp Valentine's Virginia on it. And she got carpal tunnel. She'd do like, what, 20,000? 
15 or 20 in a a busy year. And uh, when we were visiting one time, they had a little school group come in to get their Valentines uh, stamped. This is, uh, if you like model trains, that's a huge layer in uh, Blackstone at a hardware store. They do it every year. Bevel's Hardware. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't really see. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hang on. Wait a minute. Ready? Go. There you go. Look at that. I forgot I had that. <laughs> now you can tell your story. Okay. Uh, see the little drive-in theater? They were actually showing a movie there on the screen. <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> little video rolling. That's, that's anyway, I like that. Okay. That's hey, cool. that's cool. I like that. This is in Lexington. That's my dad's first cousin who worked as a blacksmith until he was in his mid-90s. And uh, 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 fourth generation. Um, And this is another blacksmith. Je- uh, Jeffrey Mabry in Goochland County. Goochland, yeah, that's a historic uh, landmark now. His, it's his grandfather's blacksmith shop. And Jeffrey, he taught Jeffrey, when Jeffrey was a kid, he taught him how to, how to uh, do the different things that a blacksmith does. And so Jeffrey's a school teacher now, but he and his siblings, and I guess cousins, they save the, the shop, and it is a landmark. And they, they do have, demonstrations. Yeah, they do and demonstrations stuff. and yeah. open houses. Yeah. And, uh, I think in that, didn't he say that was his grandfather's hat too? Yeah, 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 that, yeah. He, that he wore when he worked in there. Yeah. This is another cool place, a Grundy, uh, where they moved the town, <laughs> most of it across the river, because the river would flood the downtown area. Uh, and they built a uh, flood wall and everything, and they have one of the best Walmarts you've ever seen. I mean, it, it's so advanced that they have. Uh, the escalators, they have an escalator for people and for carts. So you're riding on your escalator and your cart is over here going down to the parking lot with you. That's it's sort of cool. like the, the Southwest Virginia version of the Macy's flagship store in Manhattan. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, but it's a cool town. But Grundy's interesting because, of course, a lot of it was coal, built on coal, but they also now have a couple of colleges. They have a school of law and they have a college of pharmacy. Pharmacy, yeah. And uh, one of our buddies down there introduced us to a family, and they have people from outside come to these colleges either to attend it or to teach. And so there's this family from Bangladesh. Originally, they moved around the country a while before, but they settled there. The mom is a professor at the school of pharmacy, and the dad is an administrator. And the daughter actually goes to college elsewhere. She's going to be a doctor. But they invited us into their home for dinner. Yep. And they a, served us a traditional goat Bangladeshi dinner. It, yeah, was, it, was, it was great. But they were funny. They lived smack dab against the side of a mountain. And she said, welcome to our home. We have seven acres, all vertical. <laughs> <laughs> and and she, said, she said, try as I might, I can't talk like a hillbilly. <laughs> <laughs> They, they were they were really nice. I mean, we yeah. meet the, we meet the best people. Yeah. We really do. Uh, and this is another person. Uh, this guy's uh, dad. This is a Big Walker Mountain lookout. It's and a store there. Yeah, yeah. there's a there's a uh, general store. Uh, it's very cool, and they have music uh, on the porch and all sorts of stuff. And then they uh, tourists come by and they pay, I don't know, five or six bucks to climb the tower. And Bill paid six dollars not to climb it. <laughs> so, <laughs> How much is it going to cost me not to climb this thing? Yeah. Right. <laughs> but his dad built the first part of the tower. He built up to 50 feet and figured, man's got to know his limitations. <laughs> I ain't going any higher than this. So he had uh, 
construction crew come in and finish it. And it's about 100, 125 feet. And the view is spectacular. I mean, you can see just, oh, gosh. And uh, Bill doesn't do heights. I don't do water. But Which is explained in the book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, unless you mix a little bourbon with it. <laughs> but uh, he talked me into going to Newport Comfort Lighthouse in this little boat. Uh, Matthews County. Matthews County, yeah. And which Matthews, which has more lighthouses than stoplights, right? Is that not, yeah. isn't that their slogan? That's it. Two yeah. to zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell this one. All right, go ahead. <laughs> we were we did the 58 series. We were down at Cumberland Gap, coming back one afternoon. We came to Jonesville. We were stopped for lunch. Couldn't find any place. <laughs> Saw a guy on the side of the road. Asked him. Where's a good place to eat around here? And this, this worried look crossed his face, and he said, you don't want to eat around here. <laughs> and we said, all right. That sounds good. You got a suggestion? <laughs> he said, you need to go up to Pennington Gap, about, I don't know, eight miles up the road. They have a couple of places. One of them is called Rooster's Pub. They have good sandwiches. Yeah. So we got the heck out of Dodge if we, no, no. we weren't supposed to eat there. So we went to, we went to Rooster's Pub and got a sandwich, and... And, and after lunch, Bob was shooting some pictures because the, the light coming in was real nice and, the, and, and our waitress was over in the window and he asked her if he could shoot some pictures and she said, sure. And she looked like she was about 13 and she was pouring <laughs> beer. And, and uh, she said, uh, well, I thought maybe you're taking my picture because I'm the quarterback of the football team. Like, what? And I said, well, uh, where is she in that? I was she, looking for that. She's in there somewhere. Anyway. Uh, anyway, turns out she she's 23 years old. She's got two kids. <laughs> and uh, so we went back. The, the season had just ended. So we went back, what, six months later, and we were going to shoot a game. Well, it's full contact football. I mean, they're in pads, and, and uh, there are, like, state troopers. Uh, Teachers. High school principals. And the girl in the dress was a star running back. And, and that night, she had a date for the prom with somebody. And she so was in college. She was in college, but she was dating a high school senior. So she decided to show up and wish him well in her gown. And I said, i got to get this shot. <laughs> so I get it, and we put it in the book, with the first book. And we're down doing a book tour in that area in 2013. And some lady looked at the book and said, oh, I know that girl. She went to the prom with my son that night. <laughs> I'm like, really? Small world. Yeah. And she's a doctor now. And I'm like, really? Where? Said, 10 miles from here. So she called her. We went over. <laughs> and it was like we had talked to her maybe for 10 minutes. Uh, nine, nine, 10 years nine, earlier. Nine, 10 years yeah, earlier. Yeah. And uh, it was like we were old friends. I mean, she was welcome to and she ended up buying three books. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now this, uh, I don't know if you all remember, a few years ago, uh, Bob McDonald there, when he was governor, uh, an F5 tornado went down uh, or came up I-81 and went through Glade Springs down near Abingdon and just wiped that place out. I mean, so I flew down with the governor the next morning and... Uh, He's walking around the devastation, and this couple, uh, their trailer is behind them there, or what's left of it. And the, the uh, husband had put the wife and children in the bathtub and got on top of them and hung on. 
while the, the trailer was just demolished. I think a car ended up in their kid's bedroom. And so a year later, I said, Bill, we're going down that area. Let's see if we can find those folks and see how they're doing. Well, it turned out we go down and Habitat for Humanity had helped them build a house. And they said the tornado was the best and the worst thing that ever happened to them. Go ahead. This, when we did the 58 series, we stopped in, in Galax one night and we just drove by Bar's Fiddle Shop, because everybody knows Bar's Fiddle Shop if you go to Galax, but it was closed. But we noticed there was a light on in the, in the back room, so we went up to the door, and the door was open, so we went in. And in the back, Stevie Barr, uh, the owner, of the, the son of the owner, yeah. was, was giving banjo lessons to these two 10-year-old <clears throat> boys. And so Bob shot a picture. We listened to them. They were pretty good. And, and uh, So it was like 10 years later. It was just an unbelievably bad coincidence. But somebody called me and said, could you... Could you do a little, put a little notice on the paper about a, a music festival we're having in Galax? And she gave me the kids. The, the, it was it's for a, a, a boy who was a banjo player here and a great community volunteer who died in a car wreck. Uh, and it, the, it was the boy in the middle. And he in the in the ensuing ten years he became quite a banjo prodigy. He's known throughout the country. And, yeah. and 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 that so so when we went back out there we met with his parents right before they were doing the festival and did a little story on him. And they do a festival every year, music festival, and they raise money and they give money to scholarship, music scholarships for kids in the area to go to college and that kind of thing, and and just for music lessons too, I think. So yeah. it was. So we, we we got them and Stevie in the same spot in Bar's Fiddle Shop for for a picture. You know, twelve years later, I guess. And so uh, pe people still doing good good work there. Um, and we're right toward the end here, but but uh, yeah. uh, great family down in Brunswick County. We've known Nat, the dad, for years. He's a, he's a historian. He's helped us with stories about Lawrenceville, we, Brunswick we, County. We didn't have a clue that he had uh, like a 50-year-old autistic a son with, with lots of severe issues. Severe problems. And, but they've always taken care of him at home and lived with him, and they built their house for him with him in mind and just cared for him all their lives. And now they're getting in their 80s, and their son's in his 50s, and, you know, that's a... What a problem. And they, you know, they let us come down and, and spend, you know, a day with them. But Nat said they situated the house such that they knew the, the oak tree would be right there because that, they knew that would be a swing. A, but they could hang a swing on it for Nathaniel. And, and so we spent the afternoon with them and they talked to us. And uh, really incredible people. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's their whole... That's on their pickup truck. That's how they think. Yeah. They don't think about how, how tough it is, yeah. you know. Uh, and Bob got this shot. And then before we were leaving, uh, Nathaniel really couldn't communicate, but he came over and they said he wants to tell you goodbye. And so, yeah. and so he, he grabbed my hand and kissed me on the head. It was kind of a highlight. Yeah. Um, well, this is uh, uh, up in Rockbridge County at uh, Oxford uh, Presbyterian Church, which is my old family church. And the pastor up there shoots a wild turkey. He's like 84. He goes out and shoots a couple of wild turkeys in season. And around Thanksgiving, they have a potluck dinner, and he cooks the turkey. And he gives a turkey feather to all the kids in the uh, congregation. You like how I did that? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And that's a, it's a beautiful setting up there. Uh, another church. And a person, United Methodist, and Mark is here, right? Mark's here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Disembodied voice. 
down in Southampton County. March right? with us. And then this, the last, last, next to last one. Yeah, we were, uh, <clears throat> a former friend invited us <laughs> <laughs> down to St. Paul for a, uh, a little ceremony and a uh, mystery meat dinner or lunch. <laughs> and we get there and uh, we, they gave us plaques and uh, noting that we were honorary ferners of the year uh, for the uh, St. Paul area. And uh, they had seven different types of stew. And they, they had numbers on them. And then they, they didn't tell you what was in each number, but they told you what was in the stews. There was moose, elk, deer, uh, squirrel, rabbit, groundhog, and goat. And Bill liked the groundhog. <laughs> uh, I had the moose, which tasted a little bit like horse, but it's... Uh, <laughs> the pie was better. Yeah. And then the sunset at Reedville. Yeah, this is after a long day uh, uh, going to Tangier and spending the day right there and then riding the bi-boat back. And uh, I turned around and the sun was going down over the harbor there. It was really nice. But most of the reason we hit the road is for that. <laughs> Thank you all very much. <laughs> anybody, anybody have any questions? They got mics here. Oh, look at that. I have a question. This is my second time meeting you. I lost a Virginia love bag. And I would be happy to give a reward find it by the front there as you come out. But I'm not worried really upset of losing things because I know God sends me for a message here to hear you again. And you were just as wonderful then as you are now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? How do you guys keep your weight down? <laughs> we buy bigger clothes. <laughs> Everybody else? Well, we're going to sneak out this door, and uh, we'll see you. It's, uh, we can do sign. We can sign books, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah.